Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, This episode is actually going to dive into a little bit more about doing everything that you are supposed to be doing, yet not seeing any results. I've touched on this before, but I I think another approach is really going to help put some perspective and maybe some tips along the way that potentially could help your journey. I've gotten quite a few messages about, you know, what did you do during the last 20 or 25 pounds? Or I've done this and I've done this and I've done this, yet I'm not seeing results. In fact, the recent message that I got was I I lost so-and-so inches off of my chest and off my arms, but the scale itself isn't moving. And, you know, what can I do to to drop weight on the scale? And there are constant conversations that we're having in our head on how to do something in a way that gets us to our goal when we're talking about weight loss. When we're talking about losing weight and seeing the scale move, we're constantly thinking about, okay, what do I need to do? Or how do I need to change things up? Or why isn't this happening the way I think it needs to be happening? And there is a constant process of us changing and developing and trying to alter and, and make it happened for the scale to move. And we've got to look to what's actually the source of the change on the scale, which is essentially our bodies and how our bodies are releasing fat or holding on to it, uh, whether they're letting go of fat, if we're losing weight, if we're not losing weight, it all is within the body. That's what we're putting on the scale to measure. And there are a lot of factors that come into play when you're stepping on the scale and measuring yourself. You've got to think about water weight. You've got to think about muscle mass. You've got to think about uh, fat. You've got to think about organs and, and all these different things that are all compiled when you step on the scale. And that scale is going to give you a picture on where you're at. Now, when we're looking at the BMI chart as far as health, the BMR, BMI chart isn't a, a good representation of where you should be because it doesn't factor in muscle mass. When you're weighing yourself on the scale, there's oftentimes a number that we have. I want to be 220. I want to be 130. But really, I didn't know I was going to be 217, 220 pounds and like it. I didn't know if it was I was going to like it smaller. I don't know if I was going to like it more. Really, it was kind of a, an arbitrary number that I was like, oh, I want to be 220. But really that changed as as time went on. Now, when I'm stepping on the scale and I'm wanting to lose weight, um, you know, obviously I've got a plan in place. We have a plan in place to, to get to our goal, but sometimes our body doesn't do what we're setting itself, uh, setting it up to do. I've had many conversations with my body with what do you need for me to do for you to change and for you, like I'm doing everything that you need me to do. Why are you sabotaging me? Have you ever felt that your body is sabotaging you, that you're doing everything to help it, but it's almost like a counter, it's almost sometimes the enemy, it's like, why why do you hate me? Like, why do, like, we gotta live together. We gotta be together on a day-to-day basis. Why do you hate me? I'm, I'm trying to take care of you by eating right, I'm trying to take care of you by doing this or doing that, yet you don't wanna drop number on the scale. And it happens to me all the time, and I imagine it happens to us as well, but there's really a uh, one kind of a point that I wanted to, to point out is there's a movie, I think it was back in the 90s. It was Pauly Shore and somebody else. It was called Biodome. And if you haven't seen Biodome, this won't make as much sense, but I would encourage you to watch that That uh, old, that, I mean, I grew up watching that uh, movie and it was just, it was funny. And they got stuck in this homeostasis biodome. Essentially, it was like a self-sustaining ecosystem within the desert. And so they created this. And 
if there wasn't life being sustained, if there wasn't a certain temperature, if everything wasn't right, then it would be out of homeostasis and it wouldn't be sustainable. And so our bodies, and this is something I've really learned along the way, is that our bodies get to a comfortable set point or a homeostasis point. That's why our, our weights aren't fluctuating up and down 30 or 40 pounds on a constant basis. Yeah, they'll fluctuate you know, five to seven pounds because of water weight, but we're not having huge fluctuations. We're 40 pounds one month and then 20 pounds. We're not going through huge fluctuations because our bodies get to a homeostasis. It gets to a set point where it's comfortable. So we can drop it, but it'll come back up. We can go up, but it'll come back down. Our body gets comfortable in a particular weight. That's why initially we see a loss on the scale as water weight, but not actually substantial fat loss on the scale because our body is still in its homeostasis. It's still in its comfortable set point, And it's not actually into the, okay, I can release fat or release the fat reserves. It's it's not going to happen in that first week. That's why we get so excited at first to see the weight drop and then all of a sudden nothing happens. The reason nothing happens is because whenever we go on a sustainable diet, sustainable exercise program, we are challenging our body's set point in homeostasis. We're challenging it. We're bringing that state of where our weight is and we're almost coming to battle with it. We're battling with it to drop it. And our bodies will lose weight, of course, being at a calorie deficiency. Losing weight, the bottom line is calorie deficiency. But oftentimes, if we restrict too much, we won't actually lose weight because our body, again, is in a homeostasis of protecting itself. The homeostasis that I speak of is our body intelligently making decisions to keep itself afloat. Whenever you get a scar, uh, um, I was gonna say ouchie, <laughs> excuse me. Whenever you get a cut, whenever you get a scrape, your body reacts by now trying to heal that area that's injured. Whenever you have some sort of major injury, uh, it's not something that you can itself fix, but your body reacts by starting to fix. If you have a broken leg, you can have a cast to put it in place, but your body is essentially performing the actual repair itself. It's, it's an intelligent entity. It's an intelligent designed entity that is healing itself whenever you hurt it. So you have to think about it. Going on a diet, going on an exercise program, I'm not gonna say it's hurting it, but it's challenging your body's set point. It's challenging your body's homeostasis, its comfortable state of where it's at. And so what happens is when we challenge it, our, our bodies react. And yes, we lose weight. Yes, we lose weight initially. But really to make that long-standing sustainable change, we've gotta be able to come to terms with a balance that not only brings us at a calorie deficiency, but doesn't starve ourselves and doesn't put us in such a position where we end up binging because we're on too much restriction. When you starve yourself, oh, you know what? I can have 2,200 calories to lose weight. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna have 1,500 so I lose more. That is the wrong approach and that is the wrong way to go. You need calories to lose weight. You need food to lose weight. Your body needs to feel in a homeostasis set point. It needs to feel comfortable that if it releases the weight, it's not gonna put your body in a hurt state or a danger state. That's oftentimes what starvation does is that our body all of a sudden reacts and makes reactions to protect itself. If you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and you're not losing weight, 
You could either be at a stall or a plateau where your body's adjusting the water and fat ratio and the muscle and everything in between, or you could be too restrictive on your diet to where your body's thinking, whoa, you're doing too much, I gotta protect myself and not let go of any weight. Oftentimes, what'll happen is in stressful situations, uh, whenever we have uh, sleep deprivation, our bodies and our hormones will react in a way that will protect it. That's why when you're uh, stressed, you release a, um, a stress hormone known as cortisol, and that cortisol actually leads to retention of water because your body, again, is stressed. It's releasing this hormone. It's all of a sudden now protecting itself. So we're putting ourselves in a danger state and our body is intelligent enough to do something to try to protect it. So whenever you're going on a diet or exercise program, if you do too much, you are first gonna put yourself and set yourself up to binge later or completely quit because it's too much. Or secondly, you're gonna put your body in a state that says, you know what, I, I, we've gotta hold on to some weight because we don't know what's happening. The, the, this person is challenging the set point, the homeostasis, the comfortableness of where we're at, so we gotta protect ourselves. That's why it's so hard to be successful in the journey is because it really comes down to a balance. It really comes down to a balance of eating what you need to be eating in a restriction, but also um, eating that keeps you satiated and full. You know, I've talked about another podcast, the priority on protein and the priority on having protein in your diet because it provides that satiation. It helps build and sustain lean muscle mass. It's very important. Well, the high protein amount, um, th that's gonna contribute towards that overall balance. But again, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be tough. That's why this whole process is difficult for us is because Hey, you know what? I, I highlighted a Gatorade protein bar. It's got 20 grams of protein, which are like, whoa, 20 grams of protein, great, but it's got 28 grams of added sugar, just an alarming amount that isn't helpful. So we dive in and go, hey, I've got protein. I've got 20 grams of protein. Yeah, but that 28 grams of protein, um, sh added sugar, probably negated that protein because it's adding to your cravings and sugar cravings that you'll end up eating more later. So when we come to the approach of changing our body's homeostasis, changing our body's set point to be successful on this journey. We've got to really understand what kind of calories we can have to be successful. I wanna lose two pounds a week. So two pounds a week is 1,870 calories. Your goal is to get to 1,870. That's the goal. That's not the limit, but that's the goal. I gotta get here. Different ways for you to get there and different meals and different preparations that's a lot of why I like the app that uh, the Fit app put together with uh, my workout program and stuff like that is that it gives you a recipe build that allows you to build meals and look up recipes to build something that contributes to what your goal is. But if your goal is 1870, that's the goal to get to. That's not, oh, 1870, oh, okay, let me do 1200. You're gonna put your body in a state that is restrictive that you're gonna binge later, or it's gonna get in this homeostasis freakout moment where it's gotta protect itself that you're not hurting it or harming it by doing too little. You gotta protect and contribute and help your body thrive, and that does involve eating the right amount of calories on a day-to-day -day basis. That's a process, 
That's a, a thing of learning how many calories are in the foods that you commonly eat, knowing what kind of combinations contribute to your overall success. That is all difficult, but over time it becomes easier as long as you are intentional and you apply yourself towards finding that information out, you will be successful because you are contributing to the overall understanding of what it takes for you to be successful. Again, Biodome, great reference for this. If you haven't seen it, it's a good reference to reference the homeostasis. And they wanna be at 100% homeostasis no matter people living there, contributing trash, people fishing, whatever they're doing in this Biodome, they wanna achieve this homeostasis of it being sustainable. For your weight loss to be sustainable, for your body to feel that it's in a good state and comfortable to lose the weight and release it, especially if the weight it's not moving, you've gotta be able to introduce it in a way that's balanced to say, hey, body, I'm trying to contribute and help you thrive. So I'm eating to be successful, uh, but also in the same way I'm not providing too much restriction so that way I don't binge later or I don't sabotage myself by making my body think that it's in some crazy zone. Again, you're still going to experience stalls and plateaus. Your body is fluctuating. There is places where it, it, one thing I learned and I was surprised by is fat cells don't go away. They just shrink. They don't disappear. It's not fat cells don't come out with when you go to the restroom or when you breathe fat cells are always there they just minimize in size when we lose weight so it's important to know that when we're minimizing the fat cells and water influxes in our fat cells and all of a sudden it dissipates and makes it smaller that whole process is going to take your body and your scale through a whole adventure of things that maybe we don't understand the big thing again, and I'll always reference it, is consistency and patience. And a lot of times you're not going to see results every day, every week, or every month. But as long as you're consistent and patient, you will see success. Now here's the key to it, and this is where I'll end. The consistency and patience, it's easy for me to be consistent and patient if it's something that I enjoy. I, can, I, I love going to the gym, so I'm consistent and I'm patient because I like going there. If you don't like the diet plan that you're on or if it's not sustainable long-term, you're not gonna like it, you're not gonna be consistent, you're not gonna stay consistent, and you're not gonna be patient with it because you don't like it. It's important to find a balance and it's important to find what you enjoy because when it comes to consistency and patience, it's key because you can stick on it longer if you enjoy it. So I'm really hoping this podcast help. Again, uh, all these podcasts are typically very short, usually 10 to 15 minutes because I know that you're typically on the way to work or on the way somewhere. So quick, fast, and to the point is what I try to focus on. This should be episode 42. Again, uh, episode 50 is when I'm going to start bringing some uh, guest folks in and uh, talking about their journeys and uh, different things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to say, uh, throw a special shout out to the Constant Monthly Supporters of the podcast podcast. Your uh, contribution every month does support. So I want to say thank you for that. If you're ever considering um, doing any kind of uh, monthly donation, they offer 99 cents through Anchor, $4.99 or $9.99 a month, and it comes out automatically. So if you want to support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, uh, it would be awesome and greatly appreciated. Um, I will talk to you on the next podcast, hopefully with my wife. It's been a little bit, so we get to uh, probably update Presley and seven months in how my wife is feeling. She just got an Instapot, so she'll talk about different recipes that she's learning. So I'm hoping the next episode will be with my wife and we'll do a Rocky and Dusty Chronicles update and uh, that should be fun. Anyways, I hope you guys have a good rest of the day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this and I'll talk to you on the next one. Take care.